This episode is for all the men and all the women who was in a relationship or marriage and you were treated very poorly. You were taken advantage of. You were verbally abused. Whether you were physically abused. I thank God that he's seen you through it. Seen me through it. And a lot of times when we're in relationships and marriage. And we know that we're not feeling okay about it. The worst thing we want to do is. Tell people who's going to throw it back in our face as if we don't know what we're going through at home. So we try to keep it to ourselves. But let me first say, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's just a mistake that I thank God we allow him to correct. Because no one purposefully go down the aisle and say I do to someone who clearly demonstrate and that they don't. Just like every single parent. No one expects to lie down and conceive a child with someone who they didn't know or knew that was not going to be there. Oh, let me give you my body. You going to roll out on me and my kids. Right when I tell you I'm pregnant or right when I say I need some help. So let's thank God for him correcting every mistake because a mistake is a mistake. One thing I learned to never say, I would never make a mistake like that. And that's the moment that we made one by saying that. Hallelujah. Thank God that you say, you know what? I can't take this. This not for me. I thought it was. And begin to go through a whole different process of making every wrong right. I noticed that it's never just me. It's never just you. But sometimes we feel alone as if it is when it's not. Because sometimes the criticism could come so harsh as if you're the only one who ever made that poor decision. And we're living with it. And we're putting up with it. Year after year after year after year to the moment we say, you know what? I am done with this. Because if someone really care, the last thing they do, the last thing they will ever do is hurt, disrespect, cause pain, cause distrust, cause trauma due to drama. And there are many others in the earth today. That's like, you know what? I know this is not what I want, but I'm too far gone in it, 
too many years in it. I don't want to go through a change. I'm up there in my age. But I know I'm just sick and tired of the bull crap. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of putting all the weight. And just because a man have a job don't mean he can tell you what to do, what to do, how to do. There goes the same for a woman too. All kinds of issues, relational, in the home, not getting along, trying to make the best of what someone not trying to do. And we're looking like, you know better than this. You're a grown woman. You're a grown man. No one's going to treat you like a child. No one's going to pacify you. We've been pacified too long. And many of us think that we don't know our worth, so we're just going to settle for what comes our way. But there goes a day. I don't want this anymore for me. Because that's not healthy for any of us, actually. You don't even want to touch someone you say I do to when your body, your mind, your soul, and your spirit saying don't. It's like, why are you in my bed? Why are you even talk? Why am I even around you? And when it comes to those who have cheated, it's like I dare you because most of the time those who have cheated are the ones that we as people have built it up to have them to feel good about themselves who keep using the same lame excuses as to why they can't get it together. And we're making up excuses for them. But behind closed doors, we really going back and forth. But we're not going to do it in front of nobody. But sometimes people seem to put their nose where it don't belong. And it's okay to support us with love. If you need me, I'm here and stay in my own lane. But not, you should leave her. You should leave him. You know better than that. They're no good for you. And opening up a door for us to evaluate their situation, which is not perfect either. So before you ditch out anything, make sure you can take it back in return. Because don't tell me about my mistakes and I see yours every day too. Come on, people. We're relating here. One thing about Tyler Perry's movies and plays, at one point I was like, wow, it's a lot of trauma. It's a lot of drama going on. But I realized it's realistic most of the time. Just like the movie, why did I get married? Yeah, why did I? And you may ask yourself, why did you? Why did I? Because I didn't know it was going to end up like that. And I thank God for a breakthrough to receive his divine direction. Because who want to kiss up on someone who don't even treat them well? Who want to make love to someone or be intimate with someone who don't even treat them well? It's like, don't touch me. Don't even look at me. I'm not giving myself over to you because I don't even want you. You're not giving me no reason to. 
And when many people become intimate, it feels like you're sleeping with the enemy. And then you want to do good with your life. You want to do better. Some of them have worldly, earthly addictions. Bringing them around family. Knowing darn well is disrespectful. Because my folks not with the smoking, the drinking, the cussing, the loud music. And that's all you do when you come around. And you know you don't have to. So we try to give them the freeway, the leeway. Okay, you grown. We're going to let you go ahead and be you. They're going to respect you and accept you for who you are the whole time. They can't even identify who you are because you don't even know who you are to even identify who you are to even identify who God is. So why did you get married to me? And there are times when we get married before we discover who we are. And it's okay. I know I did. But I knew that I had a relationship with God. And unequally yoked is unequally yoked. You can't try to justify that. Because nothing seems to be working regarding being unequally yoked. Even the music is different. The style of fashion regarding what you really like and they like is different. And there is no excuse for someone to say, well, I cheated. And many of us women and men feel like, you know what? How could you after all I've done for you? How dare you? And we feel so angry. To the point I can literally punch you without punching you. Spending all these years lifting up a person, encouraging them when no one else did, and helping them do things and make sure they become what they want to be, and investing our time, effort, and energy, and, and they encourage for someone who don't even know them. And quick testimony: I start being upset about every video that came on BET or you can look at their butts so I started thinking about what's wrong with mine or you want to look at what walks back and forth so what's wrong with me and I start getting insecure and I start hating being around women that I knew he was going to look at so I try to avoid, come on somebody, tell the truth. Just like us men, we try to avoid other men around our women. And us women try to avoid women around our men. Because we already know what they're going to do because they've been doing it. And many of us still allowing it to happen right now. Thinking that we're stuck, there's no way out of that marriage or that relationship. I don't want no one to say, I told you so. And many of us try to make it look as good as we can by having to do things that they really don't want to do. Because I was trying to bring a man to church that, you know, if, if their heart not in it, they're not there. Hold on, don't fall asleep in church. Do you want to be here? Well, can you at least act like it? Let me sow a seed for both of us. Wait a second. Hold on. God don't need our money. Wait a second. See? Unequally yoked. 
Can you turn the TV? It's too loud. I'm trying to pray. You want to pray with me? No, I already prayed. When you do that, I already prayed. Just give an example, you understand. We can bring them around family and friends at a cookout, a function, and we can feel the tension in the air. That's just not for him. She's not for him. He's not for her. And we can feel it. And it causes tension amongst those who we really love. Because you know what? They should mind their business and stop jipping and irking and all that jipper behind our backs. Just like, look at him. Now, you know better. Now, she playing him. She is playing him. She with him for his money. Oh, look at him. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Just taking advantage of her. Doing my family like that. That's crazy. But she put out what? He put out what's on him. All of that. All of that for what? Because of a poor decision. The worst thing we can ever encounter in the midst of a poor decision is keep being told that we're making one. We already know that. So we have to put ourselves in other shoes so we can know how to talk and know how to walk by knowing how to think and knowing what to say so we can be better regarding what we do. Because some of us are soon to forget. Many got so much to say and they've been on three, four marriages. I don't care if it was one, but yours not perfect. No one's perfect, so mind your business. If you ain't not, if you're not going to help me, then I don't want to hear nothing you got to say because you're hindering me. And then we're carrying around this extra baggage and got something to say about everything and not doing nothing to show that they even care. And it's just like beat in the air all the time. And we start looking depressed. We start caring about how we look, how we dress. Because we invested so much of our time, effort, and energy in someone else. We don't even care. And we connected our soul with someone by tying a knot with someone that God never even formed. So we got to take that knot loose and cut that cord straight and walk away with our head hung high. Then we will never walk in deception again like that. Come on, somebody. We can't even say Satan got me. He can't force us. We've given him access. It's not like God wasn't trying to tell us there's so many red flags before we even went to say I do. Even living worldly, there were red flags. Wait a second. You don't know who you are. Because you said words from a different place. You're negative. What's going on with your family? Do you talk to your family? Because there are some situations where people, family, they're just not as tight. Okay, I get that. It's all good. But there are some people out there who blame everything on everybody else, but it's you or me. See, we don't ask all these questions because we're just so caught up in the moment. And it reminds me, if we just wait on God, it wouldn't be none of that. It won't be no what you got, what you have, who you know, who your family, because what God bring together, can't no man put a something. And many of us are waiting 
and we're waiting and we're waiting for better. We're waiting. It's like now I made that decision. God blesses us with those who are in the same situation. Everybody is not in the same situation. Everybody is not to get a divorce. We can't give that information. Everybody is not to separate. We can't give that information. But there is nothing pleasing about being unequally yoked. I'm trying to tell you as a living witness. And I kept trying to make it work. Because I did not want to hear I told you so. Real life testimony. I met this man April the 30th. 2016 and I got married to this man July 16th 2016 I didn't know you before that that wasn't even three months and I wasn't even seeking a man I met this man hiding from him because I always ran from him so I hid in the bathroom because I'm going to take, if I'm going to give a test, I'm going to give majority of it, not, you know, pieces, give you, a, you know, a big rough draft. I was told my life was boring by some girlfriends that I had. So I went out to a lounge. It was called the game room over on 210, Brent, where was it, Akiki. And I was like, what's the name of a place like that game room? Who want to go to a place called the game room? So I'm thinking about games, mental games being played. I'm not going there for that. No, it's games there. We got pool hall, all this. Okay, those type of games. So I went there and I fell asleep. I got woken up. Go, go get you a drink or something, you know. God, don't. How you gonna fall asleep in the lounge, girl? Right in front of the dance hall. So I went to get a drink. And this guy approached me. So I ran. And, I, and he found me. Can I buy you a drink? I don't, I got my own. Can I buy you a drink? It's okay. You don't have to dance with me. I don't have to know you. I can just buy you a drink. That's fine. Go ahead. Got me a drink. That was a lie. Somebody buy you a drink. They mean they own you the whole night. So I went to the bathroom and I was like looking to see if this guy going to still stand there by the bathroom door waiting for me. So I was pacing back and forth. I hope he hurry up and leave. Shouldn't even, I could just bought my own drinks. He kept insisting. So I tried to creep out the bathroom when he walked away and try to, you know, go behind to another, you know, direction in the lounge. He see me. Hey, I'm over here. I know. That's why I'm over here. <laughs> I was trying to duck and dodge so good, y'all. I mean, so good. But he was like, uh-uh. And I said to this gentleman, by saying to myself first, I can't wait for him to say everything wrong so I can quickly walk away. Let me start by first asking him his name. If he say Lord Reds, Big D, Lord Black, Brown, Lord Earl, Lord Ray Ray, if he say anything like that, good, I'm gone. He gave me his first name. Okay, second question. Where you from? Let it be somewhere that I'm not aware of. Just to learn things new. That's just how I was thinking at the time. 
Okay, you're not from here. Okay. So everything I was asking, it seemed like, you know, it wasn't what I expected to quickly walk away. But the devil know what we like. Deception is not set up for us to identify it while we're walking in it. Not even three months, it ended up down the court building without a witness, without a pastor, without a gown, a ring, or nothing, without anyone legally there to actually marry us. So we weren't even supposed to have been married, but I'm not going to get into that. It was a big fraud. And I thank God that I made a decision just like you have. I want more than this. I can't do this. And it wasn't no one to blame because the person felt the same way. I can't do this either. You're the opposite to what I want. So are you. You a church woman. You need a church man. Yeah, but I pray you become one because you acting like a worldly man. You want a worldly woman. Yeah, I do. Well, I can't be that for you. I can't be the church man for you. all of that pain and agony and all that insecurity come on ladies, come on guys it don't feel good to be cheated on or someone to look at somebody else while, or get caught on the phone with somebody else while you around it's like, hold on, what's wrong with me and I start thinking that what can I do to improve me what can I do about me that can help me be better so he can leave other people alone and just want me how can you have somebody in my car as if no one's going to tell me why I'm at work thinking you're at work? How can you have somebody in my bed? How can you bring dinner from somebody's home in my kitchen? How can you bring me a wine bottle that you sip with somebody else? Holy Spirit tell me every time I'm on my way to work, okay? Holy Spirit said one day, go out there and go out there and look. Hold on, you're not out there. Oh, I left earlier than I said. I didn't get this. Where are you? Oh, she's picking you up. And sometimes us men and women get bold with it. You're talking in front of me in my kitchen. And I'm not gonna lie, a fight broke out. Because I had it up to here. I took too much bull crap. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and sexually being abused by you. And I'm taking you to church to get you help. And you don't even want the help. Instead, you go on my page and unfriend just about everybody in my church home 
and sending all the brothers messages, I'm a, I'm a woman of God, I'm not talking to you, as if it's me. Ain't no telling what he done said to all the men. For my childhood, child friends that we find on Facebook, people we went to school with. You understand? Yanking me out of church because a man said hello. A brother in Christ. But guess what? That was the decision that I made. And sometimes people got so much to say behind our backs. But it's not even for us to be mad at them. Because many probably feel like if I say it in your face, then we really going to get into it. But we got the rumbling in that kitchen. Because you bring in somebody food in my kitchen while I'm cooking for you. I'm thinking you bought this bottle of booze for us and this from you and her had. It will make it so bad. She'd be in my face. As if she had not sleeping with the man I falsely married. And it wasn't just the first time. You cutting grass with women that you're sleeping with? And they had a nerve to ask, is it okay if he can come and cut my grass? No, you want to say, is it okay if he can do whatever in my bedroom, whatever? And I try to give a benefit of the doubt like many of us do, right, men and women? Oh, I'm not jealous. Oh, go ahead. It's okay. Because many of us say, oh, I mean, if you can come if you want to. First of all, you don't have to come at me all like that. As if I'm insecure or don't trust. Because you already know I shouldn't trust because he's sleeping with you. Smiling in my face. Sleeping with this man behind my back. But that was the ultimate no-no. You bring, you bring somebody food in my house. And then on the phone with them in my kitchen. Oh, I threw that plate quickly. And I opened up that that bottle of booze and I pulled it all over you very quickly. Now, okay, I took some of your punches. I took some of your snacks. Okay, now it's time for me to smack you back. Now it's time for me to punch you back. And then I stopped in the midst of it. Nah, I ain't doing it. Let me let go of your dreads. Let me let go. Because you're about to be bald in the back. Because you done pulled my hair. You done fractured my eardrum. You done busted my lip. My tooth went through my lip. You done dragged me from the back of my head a mile up the street in front of everybody out there by the liquor store. My neck was stiff and stuck for like two months. Bruises and scars everywhere. I didn't expect no one to get in it and say anything, but don't just stare and point fingers and talk bad about me when you see them getting the, the crap kicked out of me. But it was my decision, but I never would decide it. Oh, I'm going to say I do to somebody who's going to beat the crap out of me. Oh, let's marry people that's going to cheat on us, y'all. Because no one comes that way, the way how they actually going to end up with you. No one's going to show their true colors. Oh, I got issues. So I realized it was hereditary because now your folks beating up on their wife. Oh. 
and then that person ahead of you beat it on their wife. Oh, so you thought you think you're gonna beat on me? Okay. And you don't want to tell your family because you don't want to want to go to jail. Don't want to want to get hurt because no one's gonna play with their family, but especially a woman who's getting beat by a man who they don't even know. You understand? Sometimes it could cause our family members to distance themselves from us because they don't want to be bothered with that woman or that guy. And to be respectful, I'm just going to stay away. But the thing is, the biggest mistake to do is to let that happen. We got to make them feel so uncomfortable that they can change, not have us to change Loving our loved one who we has been there for our whole lives. Don't let somebody come in for a moment of seconds or years to tear down what we built in our whole lives together because you don't care for him or her. Don't let that come in between. See, now I can talk about it because it's over for me. You can't talk about what you have not yet accomplished or conquered because you're still being bound. You can't speak freedom being bound. So now I can talk about it because I'm free from it. Just like you are. It was just like I got married to Satan. And I'm not talking about the soul. I'm talking about the assignment that he had for my life. Contrary to God's assignment. Let me give her the opposite as to what she really supposed to have. There was no fruits of the spirit, period. Of the entire four years. And them four years seem like 40 years. And our decisions affect our children too. This person I made their way to all kinds of people who I thought was friends. And some family members too. What is he doing in your house? Three in the morning. Two in the morning. Why is he buying you things from the store in your house? Oh, okay. Come on, somebody. So excuse me if I had some trust issues. Haven't been in many relationships. But just about all of them I've been in, and I can count on one hand, They've slept with the family members. And sometimes the same ones. In my own bed. And I had neighbors to even tell me at times. You a good woman. You working hard. You think this person at work every day like you at work. No. Your family member upstairs with this fella. I'm going to tell you the truth. Because I work from home. And yeah, they they upstairs in in your place. And the person stay downstairs and wait by the door until you come home because you said you don't want no women in your house while you're not home like anybody respectfully would respect. Why is there a woman in my house when I'm not there? Like, why would I be around your male friends if you're not there? Come on, respect is respect. Hallelujah. No, seriously. And that's why sometimes we, when we get married and want to have kids and all these things, we, you know, many of us miscarry because of stress. Because of stress. This was before the marriage. Way before. 
like 10 years before I got married. I was in a long-term relationship. The knowledge over 16 years. Because we met when we were young. And right before I got pregnant with my son, I was pregnant with a girl. And I was five months pregnant and three weeks, a week from six months. And I was at work and I felt a lot of pressure because I kept hearing that my family member is in my house while I'm at work and I'm pregnant and I couldn't take that type of news. First of all, I'm current around your kid. How in the world, how dare you with my family member? And I never said nothing to my family member because I felt like, you know what? It's not even worth it because this dude shouldn't even done that. Neither should you definitely but I just felt like it wasn't no need to even say anything because I don't got time to be hearing no type of lies. So I felt a lot of pressure. And I went to the restroom and I felt a sensation to push. And you know, if, if that baby ready to come, you can't hold that. And what I did was I pushed it back up. Because the thing is, the sack wasn't even ruptured. I never even witnessed a baby coming out inside the sack with the fluid. And that was about to happen to me. Holy Spirit say, push it back up. And I told my colleagues, I'm thinking I'm losing my baby. All the ambulance, all the paramedics, and they called the child father. Okay, I'm on my way. Still in the room, in the bed with that family member. So I'm in the hospital. You can't get out the bed. You on bed rest. I'm at GW. You can't get out the bed. You get out the bed. You can go into labor. We have to keep this baby in as long as we could. Thank God that you pushed it back because that baby was going to come out inside the sack. I don't even know. Oh my God. I never heard that before in my life. Now all you women know that the water breaks, right? This baby was coming out with the water not being broken. I mean, coming out with the water still inside the sack. Whoa. The big bubble that you curl around coming out all at once. Oh, my God. Jeez. Woo. Thank God for Holy Spirit. So I'm in the hospital. The guy comes. The doctor said to me in front of the father of the daughter, well, I've been with the time for knowledge of 16 years. And majority of the time we were, we were kids, teenagers, you understand. It wasn't that many adult years into the relationship. It was more so as kids from the age of like, you understand, just, you know, will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no? Yes. Eh. Just kidding. Grew up together. The age of 10, all the way up to, you know, whatever. But anyway. And so I'm at work and I'm leaving him at the hospital 
And the doctor said for the us both, if you get upset one more time, you're going to go into labor and you might lose this baby because we don't have equipment this small for no, you know, five-month-old baby. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle if we, if we have something that can keep this baby, but I really doubt it. I've been doing this for a long time, ma'am. You better keep this baby inside so it can grow. They was giving me steroid shots. So that family member came to the hospital. Oh, God. What are you doing here? Are you okay, man? Yeah, I'm okay. You want to step outside and you know, get some air? I looked at him like, I, I wish you would. I would, but I couldn't get mad. He said, no, yeah. I looked at him like, you better stay right here. I'll be right back. I promise. I'll be right, right back. No, don't leave. Please, please. I'm scared. My family on their way there, they're not there yet. They had to rush me there. I'm so scared. This baby almost came out and the sack with the flu is still in it. Anything could have happened if that came out like that. I am scared. I can't get out the bed. I'm scared. This never happened to me. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. I'll be right back. Took eight hours to come back. Eight hours. And I was a woman that was always taking bull crap from people, letting them push all over me, treat me like garbage. And I let them treat me like garbage. I never said anything to the family member to this day. I never wanted to even have a conversation like that. I'm not a violent or angry person. Now I can get like that. But when I think about God, it calms me down. And he was gone for eight hours with this family member. And God was letting me know, they went back to your place again. Why you in this hospital bed? Could have died. Anything could have happened. And this is your baby. Your only baby. And I had a prophetic dream that I was going to lose the baby. And I woke up and I was like, no, 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 no. And all of a sudden, he came back. I tried my best to argue low because my feelings were so hurt. You left me all that time. Doctors coming in here. I, I couldn't get to use the bathroom. They had to wipe me off. And all. I didn't want nobody to do that. So I'm holding myself. But you can't hold yourself pregnant. This is something that you should be doing. And they wondering, where the heck are you? I mean, it's embarrassing to give birth. And someone that should be there with you, not there. That's embarrassing. Because we didn't do this. You know, alone. And so what happened was, I was like, where have you been? We went back and forth. He yelled at me. Da, 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 da. There goes the next day. 
Quenisha, your baby heart rate is dropping. You have to go to emergency C-section. We have to give her, they was, oh, they was talking so fast. Oh, me, I got so scared. My family right there, we have to give her anesthesia. Quick, quick, quick. This, da, 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 da. And then, you know, I went out black. I wake up, I'm coming in and out. All I hear is somebody say, did you tell her? Did you tell her? Don't say nothing to me because I'm just gaining consciousness. I've just been cut in the inside as a cross, vertical in the inside, horizontal on the outside. Please, don't, don't say nothing to me. I got staples. I got every. Wait, just give me a time to just open my eyes all the way. Because I already know what they're about to say. I lost the baby. And in the hospital, when you lose a baby, they put a rose backwards instead of putting it upward. So people that's having a baby, they, they're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Now, all I get, all that walking past the window. Oh, she lost hers. Oh, God. And they're walking around with theirs. They feel so bad. Like, I'm sorry, you lost yours. And so they bring the baby in the room. Do you want to see the baby? No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. And the family member came to me and said, everything happened for a reason. Because I don't think I could have took you having a little girl when I want one. Is that worked? I didn't embrace that word. Everybody was feeling sorry for me. My whole job, all the parents came up there. They had to say it was too many people, too many gifts, too many flowers. Just start bringing them to my place. So when I'm recovering, you know who's in my home with the guy, of course, the family member. You sure you don't want to see this baby one time before we take this baby and dispose this baby? No. We want to do with this child. I don't care. Just go ahead and get the baby out of here. Get the baby out of here, please. You understand? The only reason why I would not write an autobiography about my life regarding a film or a book, because it's going to cause a lot of people to feel ashamed for what they have done to me. I mean, even the teachers that were sexually harassing me as a ninth grade student, obsessed, feeling on my leg, I'm scared as heck. You supposed to be my teacher. Why are you following me around in the school? Why are you showing up at my house eating dinner? And I was always told, don't tell because people are going to hate you because everybody loved this teacher. But everyone knew this teacher was obsessed, but no, I mean, the students were nobody else, no teachers or nobody. They knew they was in the classroom, they seen it, but they loved this teacher so much they didn't want to, you know, acknowledge it. But they was looking like that's messed up, but you know, on my, my business. So I tried to hook the class, like I was told to do, just don't go. So that teacher thought it was a good idea to show at my house. And so I was like, you know what? And the teacher tried to have my schedule fit to have that class the following year. And God told me enough with that school. You're going to a whole different school. It's, I mean, so much. So many things. 
And that's why me as a parent, I don't care what kind of job I have. If my son need me, this job going to always be here. I'm here for you, child. You take it off again, you darn right. My kid need me. Somebody to my kid, what y'all going to do? Replace me, right? Exactly. My child come before this job. I learned a lesson from my mom or anybody else. I understand we have to work and do things, but you cannot put a job before your own kid. I'm trying to tell you, you cannot care about that. What they going to do? Fire you because you got to take care of your, your home? Yeah, right. Especially when you don't never take off. Oh, no. And those who take off every day and getting phrases? Oh, no. I'm taking off for mine. And I sure did whenever I needed to. You got something at your school? I'm being there. A lot of times parents not there when things like this happen and we don't want to tell what's going on. But we feel like they should have been there to see what's going on. But it's nobody to blame. Because we move forward, right? It just teaches us to learn from each other's mistakes. Like my son, learning from mine. I'm going to wait on God. I'm not going to move ass. I'm not thinking about any girls. I don't care if I'm 30, 45, 50. <laughs> I'm going to wait on God because I see what it's like when you don't wait. You understand? So God me to testify what I would have never testified. Never. <laughs> never. You understand? And It feels good to get it off my chest. And then the people start crying. Why are you leaving? I can't do it without you. You was doing really well. You were doing very well as I see. Why you were with me? You can do the same thing while I'm gone. Because I'm out of this piece. And I don't want to expose nobody's dirty laundry. But I had, you know, somebody's mother came at me incorrectly. Don't you dare leave my child. Y'all just lost a daughter. Don't you. Y'all been together for all these years. We grew up together. Don't you dare walk off. Don't. This, my son done lost 40 pounds messing with you. Okay, enough is enough. I done took a year of y'all disrespecting me as if I walked off on this man. This man been sleeping with my family ever since I met this man. What? Stop lying. See, I wasn't trying to say anything. That's why I lost the baby. Because he left me eight hours in the hospital and went to go bring this person in my home again. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, I'm on the cold side of his head. Oh, my God. Why do you say anything? Why should I have to say something? You understand? It's like if you come at me, you better come at me correct. Because I'm not going to just out and just curry anybody. In a relationship or out one. Sometimes we are just not aware of what we're actually doing. Sometimes. And that's why I was so hurt when I hurt at someone. Because I never thought I would ever hurt anyone. Because I wasn't even aware that I was. But when I found out that I did. It tore me up inside because all the hurt I've been through, I caused that upon someone. And it tore me up inside. How can I do something like this? 
How can I not know this was going on? And I thank God for the healing that came with it. Hallelujah. I thank God I didn't die in that hospital or on the job. Because I've never heard in history somebody's entire bubble with a baby and it coming out of you just like that without it rupturing for your water to break for you to be able to push the baby out. The whole thing was coming out at once. And God said, push it back up. Do not scurry that had to be. So we have to really learn how to just wait on God. And sometimes we think it's God and it's not. And guess what, guys? I wasn't looking for no relationship. I wasn't in many. But the man I falsely married, I was. I made him try to run and hide. And I still listened to the enemy. We both did. That's why it's good to talk things out if it's, you know, when God wants it. Because it supposed to have been 4,000 to even, you know, go with the whole divorce package. It went from 4,000 to 400. And the reason why I was caused, and divorces are much more than that. But the lawyer was charging me because it was doing a shutdown. So I couldn't go to the court building. So the lawyer got to do all the walking around and go get the paperwork and all this himself. So he was charging. And it went from, he kept asking questions. It went from 4,000, ended up being 400. You have any children? No. You change your last name? No. You have anything you share together? Any accounts? You know, any mortgage together? Nope. I pay my heavy pay his ass. Y'all don't share nothing? No. You have vehicles? He have his own. I have my own. Is it his name? No. Is it mine? His and his. You have nothing together? Nothing. This is the easiest case I ever had. Just a new fee for your divorce. Oh, 400 is Okay, cool. You want the money right now? I was not playing. You want the money right now? How about yesteryear? Got time me playing no games? I'm out of this mess. It don't get no disrespectful, did that? Eating somebody's food you just slept with in your own wife's home. It don't get no worse than that. Like, I'm going to sit there and not say anything? That didn't come from here. That didn't come from no restaurant. And think about it, it was so bold about it. So bold about it. Whoa. Oh, wow. You got to be glad that you didn't get more than that in your sleep. You better see with one eye open up in this piece. Matter of fact, you ain't even going to want to be here. You understand? Seriously. And I thank God I didn't do nothing like that because sometimes you snap. Somebody keep putting their hands on you and disrespecting you at the same time and you being nice and all that. No, forget all that. Holding all that stuff in my whole life and it all came out. 
in that kitchen. Thank God I'm not a violent person. Because in the kitchen, there are a lot of knives. I thank God I'm not like that. But I grabbed some pots and pans. I'm not going to lie. I grabbed some pots and pans. <laughs> Jesus. God. I'm sure you seen stars that night. Jeez. You understand? I don't put my hands on anybody. But you kept putting yours on me. So that was enough of that. And anytime somebody's mother, own mother say, I'm so proud of you. You got out of that nonsense. Good for you. Your own mother said that about you. I'm so glad you got out of that mess. But I just want to say thank you for everything and so long. You don't want to stay connected? No, because out with the old and with the new. Jesus, <laughs> my God. I started to say, I know who the real man is, but I ain't, I ain't want to do that. God, and it wasn't yours. It sounds terrible to me. Jeez. But I didn't tell her nothing she didn't already know. That's why she was so glad. Good, good for you. Good for you. I should have said, why you didn't say that at first? You know why? Because she didn't know. Because the devil say, won't y'all go elope? Y'all know each other for three months. Yeah, go ahead and do it without nobody knowing. You understand? Y'all go right ahead. And when my family found out I eloped, my mother and them, all oh, they was best. How can you do that without telling us? Oh, they were so mad at me. They were so mad. I was like, I'm sorry. So my story, I just given it to you. I know you have one too. But I thank God enough with that nonsense. The doctor told me and the daughter father at the time that I wouldn't, it would be difficult to have another child because I was cut vertical in the inside and horizontal on the outside like a cross. <laughs> across in the inside because they had to do they had to do something very quick to get that baby out. So they just start cutting around all and they was like, I don't think you'll be able to hold a baby anymore. I don't know, it's a chance. I didn't receive that. And I took the gentleman back. And there goes baby number two. And it's, all this was about, about 12 years before I got married to the wrong man. And that second baby is my son right now. And I thank God that, you know, the devil is a liar. Because I curried my son. <laughs> and a doctor looked at me and was like, you're fine. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with your womb at all. It looks as if you haven't even been cut. Thank you, God, 
Thank you, God. Come on, ladies. In fact, you're more firm than you ever been before. Whoa. Thank you, God. That's a lot, you know, more than I can handle. And did I realize when my son was born, the same thing was happening again with the family member. Okay, that's it. That's it. And I had to go. But the guy I falsely married 16 years later was the one I was in the kitchen rumbling with who bought the person, someone's food home in my kitchen and who mother said, you know what? Good for you. That was the man I falsely married. I don't have nothing negative to say after all that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nothing negative to say. But the thing is, the truth is the truth. I like to just not talk about much. I don't want no one to, you know, feel some type of way. But I can't have what I've been through due to God's glory on my life because you put me through something. We got to hold ourselves accountable for our own actions. Just like I did with mine. <laughs> and I do with mine. You understand? It is what it is. That's what you have done to me. <laughs> and that family member came to me and said to me, why you leave? Can you tell me the reason why you left? And I wanted to say, well, I'm driving you around in my car. I wanted to say, you know what? Because you were sleeping with that man. That's why. But I was like, no, nah, because it wasn't God. That's why. It wasn't God. It wasn't God. It wasn't God. Because if he was with you, I know it wasn't God. If he was with anybody else, it wasn't God. Because any man who got for me is for me. Just like they're for you. You have to go through that bull crap. You understand? All that lying, deception, and all that stuff. For what? You know what you have at home. And then when it's gone, you oh, please, please, bye. Bye, Felicia. Or bye, Philip. <laughs> bye, Philip. You understand? For real, though. Bye. Got time for that. That's why I say don't ever say what you will never do. Because I say that all the time. I can never get a divorce. I can never be in a relationship with somebody. I don't, I don't even want men. I don't even like, I don't even want, the, you know, I just want to do my assignment and go home. I don't want all that. Because I see too much trouble relationships. I don't want that for me. Can never have that for me. And look at people who go through that like they're crazy. You get a divorce? Oh my God, that's that's forbidding. How can you do that? Okay, okay, forbidding. You understand? So don't ever say what you're not gonna do. Because many of us saying we was never gonna do, and we're doing it right now. I would never be desperate for a man or a woman for many of us. Desperate. I would never go and look on no data site for nobody. I would be waiting on God. <laughs> Looking. I would never want something that don't belong to me. Uh, wanting. Come on, somebody. I never make a mistake like that. Uh, made one. Come on. That's why I say I will always allow God to tell me and teach me all that he want me to do. Doing. Hallelujah. 
So just continue to enjoy whatever God has you to do. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you.